What is up, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and welcome back to another episode of Let's Talk About It. I want to take a moment to just thank everybody who listened to the first episode and thank you for all the support that you guys are giving me. And uh, it's good to know that I'm starting to get a little bit of a more audience than I anticipated. Um, just continue to share these, these episodes, continue to help spread it. We'll be able to spread it on a larger region and hopefully get a wide audience to listen in. And again, I want to thank everybody for all the love and support. So I don't want to go too far into that. I want to get right into it. Biggest news of the day. And I got to say, thank goodness for Call of Duty because because of Call of Duty, I stayed up last night to get the news that Kawhi Leonard finally made a decision. And his decision was Los Angeles Clippers. And you know what? I'm not surprised. They were the team to beat. They were the team that was anticipated for months. They had the best recruiting for Kawhi. They had the best offer for Kawhi as far as a team. You know, and I can be biased. I could be a Lakers fan and just go off and get upset. But you know what? This is what the Lakers get. This is what they get. They are so used to. And this is where I'm not, oh, excuse me, I'm not going to put them on that scale. But this is a Knicks heartbreak. For Los Angeles. And I'm saying that in the sense of they think they're going to get somebody, a big name. They're going to start winning titles with with a set of people, this, that, and the other. Because, oh, we're the Lakers. Everyone wants to come over here. No. The little brother Clippers beat you in the wage war. It just goes to show that the lure of Los Angeles and New York is not what it used to be. The Knicks all year, we're getting KD, oh, we're getting Kyrie Irving, oh, we're going to get Zion Williamson, we're going to go for a dynasty, and we're going to win a bunch of titles, we're going to be relevant again. Brooklyn wiped you off the floor with the wage war. Now the Lakers, we're going to get Kawhi, we're going to have a big three, and we're going to win multiple titles. No. We're in a day and age where a name is just a name. These players are going where the money's at and where their best friends are. It seems like the the league should now be called the National Buddy Association because now players are just teaming up with their best friends. Not even best friends. I can't say if Kawhi and Paul George are best friends. But according according to Woj, Kawhi Leonard was waiting on his decision to see if the Clippers were going to get Paul George. Paul George and Kawhi Leonard had reportedly been talking about going to the Clippers. I guess Paul George still wanted to come to L.A. and waited for the right moment. And just goes to show about Westbrook. I guess Colin Cowherd's analysis on Westbrook is starting to become more and more reality. But that's another subject. 
But the Lakers were never a choice. Never a choice. Kawhi Leonard. Wow, what can you say? This guy is a heartbreaker. He is that guy at a high school that just breaks all the women's hearts or just leads them on to thinking they're going to be happy and just... Nope. You thought. He stopped the Heat dynasty. He stopped just this past year the Warriors dynasty. And he stopped a possible Lakers dynasty. This guy really knows how to make an impact in the NBA. And you know what? The Clippers are now the biggest winners in free agency. And how can you say they're how can you say they're not? They picked up the best player, in my estimation, the best player on the planet in Kawhi Leonard. It's not LeBron. It's not Giannis just yet. It's Kawhi Leonard. He gets to go home. He gets a teammate that has proved himself to be an all-star. He's got a team of players. And don't forget, they signed marketing as well from Portland. This team is going to make a noise in the playoffs. Now, will playoff P come into play at some point? We're... Everybody's still waiting for that. Like LeBron said, that playoff mode to activate. I'm still waiting here. It's been a minute and I haven't gotten any results. But expect the Clippers to make a big impact this season. Now, the other aspect of this is going to be the after effects between Toronto and the Lakers. Now, Toronto... They they lost Kawhi Leonard, yes, but they didn't lose a lot of people. Outside of Danny Green, all they've lost was Kawhi and Danny. So they can find a replacement, but it's really hard to replace someone like Kawhi Leonard. So Toronto, there isn't too much to worry about because you still have your team together. You still have all those pieces. So things seem okay, but it's just going to be really tough to see you repeating the title defense and becoming champions again when Kawhi's not on there we'll just see if Van Fleet can keep up that momentum he had during the playoffs if Spicy P Pascal Siakam can be the all-star that we're all anticipating him to be so Toronto seems like it's in a steady place but not where we were expecting unfortunately for Toronto you had Kawhi you got your title This is going to be another Drake song. I have a feeling we're going to get a Drake out song just for Kawhi leaving. Now the other team, the Los Angeles Lakers. This, I'm going to repeat what I said earlier. This is what you get for waiting for one player. See, free agency is about acquiring players to create a team. Not just a player, a team. But this is what the Lakers have done this entire season. They gave up their nearly their entire roster for one player. They traded away the rest of their backups, whoever they were, in, in Wagner and the crew, for one player. 
if you were to have acquired Kawhi Leonard, all you would have is Kuzma, Leonard, Davis, and James. Now, on paper, that sounds like an easy title contender in a dynasty. But let's be real here. Where's your bench? Who is your bench? The only reason they were able to bring back JaVale McGee and Contavious Caldwell-Pope to two-year deals, the only reason they were able to sign Danny Green to a two-year deal, the reason they were able to sign Quinn Cook to a two-year deal is because they had no choice at this point. There was nobody else left out there. Nobody. All the players that they were targeting, gone in the first few days of free agency. Gone in actually probably the first three days of free agency. Why? Because they're waiting for one player. This is a team sport. I'm pretty sure Kawhi made it pretty obvious while he was in Toronto that you don't need a multitude of superstars to win a title. But apparently we're still in a in a time and in a league where people rely solely on superstars. Does anybody watch the Patriots? Outside of Tom Brady and Julian Edelman and Gronk when he was now retired, but during his playing time, who else do they have? Name three other receivers outside of Julian Edelman and Rob Gronkowski because some people will say he was a good receiver. So outside of those two, give me three receivers. Take your time. I'll wait. I can't really wait because we're on time schedule here, but you get my point. You don't need a whole list of superstars to win a title. You don't need a whole list of stars to make a dynasty. You need a system. A system. Why do you think Kawhi wanted to go to the Clippers? First off, because he knew it's going to take more than just those three to take up 90% of their cap room, maybe 99.9% of that cap room, to win a title. He won a title with Fred Van Fleet, Spicy P, Kyle Lowry, Marcus Gasol, Serge Ibaka. Now, you, now people will say, oh, that's a good list of players. That's a good list of, of people to have a team with. But how many people were calling them superstars, all-stars? How many people were considering them the best of their position? Reality check. Superstars aren't the only thing to win a title. They're nice. They'll sell jerseys. They'll put butts in seats. That's not going to make you a guaranteed dynasty. I'll go as far back as to say the Lakers when they signed Peyton, Fox, Carl Malone. Supposed superstar team. Who'd they lose to? Ben Wallace and the Pistons. Because why? The system beat the stars. The team beat the talent. But people don't seem to understand that teams, rosters, franchises do not seem to understand that. Wake up and smell the coffee. It's going to take a lot more than just a band of superstars, best friend, banana boat players to win titles. The reason the Golden State Warriors, people are going to say, oh, they're a super team. No, that was made from the ground up. 
And that is one of the few moments where from the ground up, they were, they were able to create a dynasty. Appreciate the warriors. Because that was a natural dynasty. That wasn't a signed dynasty outside of them getting Kevin Durant. But the Warriors got to the finals without him. Did they rely on, on him currently? You're damn right they did. The league is in a better place now with Kawhi going to the Clippers. We have a battle for Los Angeles, a battle for California, and a battle to see who's now the best team in the league. You got Clay Thompson out, KD gone from Golden State. The Kings are hurt. The Raptors don't have Kawhi nor Danny Green. We'll see how this year plays out. But I'll tell you one thing. It's going to be a very interesting year. A very interesting year. Maybe more interesting than we've seen in years past because everyone for the past few years, it's Golden State's to lose. Now, with players signing and expanding team's title shots, this will be one of the most interesting years we've seen in quite a while. And I, for one, cannot wait until the season starts. Although I will admit being biased here, I was getting ready to buy a Leonard jersey. I was talking to my cousin, like, we're going to get Leonard. He teased us, led us on, and then just... There goes my jersey. But... Can never go wrong with the Kobe Bryant. I want to switch gears now. We've got... Last few games here for baseball. Coming up. We're going to end on a little lighter note. We're moving on from the NBA. It's time for baseball's time to shine. Got the all-star break coming up. The only thing people care about during the all-star break is the home run derby. So you have the bracket ready to go. And of course, you have some of the big names. Oh, by the way, going back to basketball for a minute, the Lakers just signed Boogie Cousins to a one-year deal. We're at that time now, folks. Lakers are starting to try to find people, trying to make that roster because they waited a long time for Kawhi Leonard. Now they're going to have to pick up the pieces and just try to find whoever they can sign. We'll see how their roster fills out. Now, again, I'm not going to hold on to that, be on that for too long. We're going to switch over here to the home run derby. Now, of course, you have, of course, Christian Yelich, Josh Bell, headlining the home run derby. The one name that isn't on there is Cody Bellinger, and reports added that he didn't want to participate until it, uh, the home run derby in the All-Star game was back in Los Angeles. And I can understand why, because he's seen the momentum that Bryce Harper was able to get when he did the home run derby last year. And that can build up a little bit of momentum. So here are the players for the home run derby. You got Yelich, Vladdy Jr., Alex Bregman, Jock Peterson, Acuna Jr., Josh Bell, Carlos Santana, Pete Alonso. This is a really good lineup. People probably would have wanted 
Cody Bellinger over Jock Peterson. But make no mistake, Jock Peterson is still a very good hitter this year. His numbers are up. He's hitting more hits on a consistent basis. He's not just a home run and bust player. He's finally able to make contact. So don't sleep on Jock Peterson in this home run derby. But I am not choosing him to win the home run derby this year. If anything, the most obvious choice would be Christian Yelich, the way he's hitting the ball like like it's a tennis ball of a tennis racket if he had the choice. Pete Alonso has showed up out of nowhere for the Mets. Is a really good asset to the Mets since they don't have a lot really going for them except for just bad headlines. The one dark horse I'm going to have here is Vladdy Jr. And it, and it's not because of the name. It's because this is all he did during the minors. And now that it'll be on a steadier pace in the majors and he's not hitting dingers as many as people would anticipate, I believe that he's going to be ready for the Home Run Derby. He's my dark horse to win the Home Run Derby. Don't, all, don't also sleep on Alex Bregman. And if I were to choose the winner of the Home Run Derby, I'm going Vladdy Jr. I could be biased. I could say Jock Peterson because how much better, as I just said earlier. But it, it's hard to go against Vladimir Guerrero Jr. He's been practicing this entire time. And Christian Yelich practiced this past, this past was it, I believe it was yesterday or two days ago. Reports said that he was hitting them. He was hitting boats out in the river over at in Pittsburgh at PNC Park. He was hitting dingers and breaking windows. So it's hard to go against Christian Yelich, but and it could be just for nostalgia reason, but I've got Vladdy Jr. winning the home run derby. Now, on the same subject of All Star Break, All Star Weekend, now that the home run derby will be finished and moved on after we move on from that people players will be resting getting ready for the second half of the season now comes that time of the year where award races and predictions start coming in and we anticipate who is going to lead so i'm going to give you a little preview of my halfway point awards. Now I'm only going to do the Cy Young and I'm going to do the MVP for each division. So it's because it's, or each league, I'm sorry. It's hard to pick all the other ones. And we still have a lot of baseball left. So the Golden Gloves, all the other ones will hold off. But for now, so for the NL, the MVP. Wow. This is a close race. And, uh, and the only one that's close between Cody Bellinger and Christian Yelich. Josh Bell is a dark horse to win it as well. It's so hard to not mention Josh Bell in in this race. But by a slight margin, I've got Cody Bellinger. He's only one dinger behind Christian Yelich. He's got 30. Yelich has got 31. Bellinger has him in the batting average. He's got Yelich on OBP. He's got him on slugging percentage. And he's got him on OPS. So outside of just the one home run, 
Cody is leading nearly every other statistic. And it's just showing that you don't need to hit a bunch of dingers in order to win the MVP. He's along with hitting these dingers, he's hitting and playing small ball. And he's second in RBIs behind Josh Bell. Josh Bell's got 84, Cody's got 71. Yelch has 67. This is a very, very close race. Now, for the Cy Young, it's it's obvious who's winning it for the NL. It's Hunjin Ryu. Clearly, it's Hunjin Ryu. 1.73 ERA. 10-2 record. Not even close. It's not even close. Like his months. What month was it? Was it May where he had a point or a 0.9 or 8? Are you kidding me? That is ridiculous. Batters against him are hitting a 221 average. His strikeout to walk ratio is insane. If he keeps up this pace, he's a for sure Cy Young winner. And he had the potential to do this a lot in years past, but injuries have held him back and have really made it tough for him to keep a consistent year. But but I'll tell you, Hunjin Ryu is lights out this year. And if the Dodgers can't rely on Clayton Kershaw this year, they've got a sleeper in Hunjin Ryu. Although the league has the league has now seen him and they're trying to stay ready as much as they can. Now for the AL. MVP. About as obvious as Hunjin Ryu winning the Cy Young. Who else are you gonna pick other than Mike Trout? Leading the AL in home runs. He's tied for first in RBIs. His batting average. He's not at the top. He's at a 299. Almost 300, but... I mean, come on. Do you pick anybody else over him? I mean... You have some sleepers. But... You got a few Yankees, maybe Alex Bregman, maybe just put in into the talk. Just talks, but like DJ LeMayhew might be a name to pay attention to. Like that'll maybe end the year on a good note. But <laughs> is there anybody else other than Mike Trout is going to win the MVP? This guy is arguably the greatest player of our generation. And it's not even close. The greatest player of our generation. He's doing things that no other player has done since DiMaggio, Ruth. Like, come on. How can you not pick Mike Trout? Until he tears an ACL. Let me not go with there because I, I don't wish bad on anybody. It's Mike Trout. And until somebody blows onto the scene of Vladdy Jr., goes and becomes this as great as his father, then I'm sorry. No one's beating Mike Trout for the MVP. 
the AL Cy Young. It gets close. Because you have a few pitchers. You got Charlie Morton, who's leading the AL and ERA. When it comes to the wins-losses, you have Justin Verlander, Lynn, Giolotto. It's it's a really close call. And if I were to pick at at this exact moment, by a hair, by a hair, I would pick Charlie Morton. Just by a hair. Although he's not... He's only got nine wins and two losses. Some of those weren't his fault. And he could have won a few more. It, I mean, he's on Tampa Bay, so it's like, come on. You can't blame him if you know something's wrong with the team at times. So I give him a slight lead for the Cy Young. So there you have it. Those are my picks for the awards. And just the major awards. So I got in the NL, It's gonna. it could be a Dodger sweep, Bellinger, for MVP, Hunjin Ryu for the Cy Young. AL, Trout, MVP, Morton, Cy Young. And I want to stay in baseball for one other reason. And that, there was news yesterday about Adubo Herrera. He got suspended the rest of the year for his case with his girlfriend or his ex-girlfriend or whatever they are now. Um, Folks, it's hard to talk about a subject as like this because what can you say? It's like I was also going to talk about Tyree Kill's incident with the child abuse case and how he spoke to the league. And I was talking to my girlfriend last night as I was driving home. And I was not holding the phone and driving. She was on speakerphone and we were talking. Um, it doesn't make sense to me why the women in these cases are either defending these men or just dropping charges this stuff is not to be trifled with or to be played with and I was ready to go on a rant today and I was ready to to go off on it but again it's not an easy subject to talk about domestic violence and child abuse it's it's hard to bring up because we're not in those people's shoes some would say that the the money is playing an impact on whether these charges are being dropped or the players are being defended if it's the fame and if it is if it is I'm not going to assume and I'm not going to jump to a conclusion that it is but if it were the case that these things weren't being charged or followed through because of money, because of fame, because of the player. Shame on the people around Oduba Herrera and Tyreek Hill. These are unforgivable things. There's a saying that I was raised with. You forgive, but you don't forget. No matter what, I learned to forgive and forget.
these two will never live this down. A perfect example was Ray Rice. Where is he now after his case? Never got a shot. And I'll say this about the league, the NFL. There was a a rumor, and it could have been just a false report, that Tyreek Hill was only going to get suspended four games. It could have been just a fake report, but it still pissed me off because four games? Four games? A child's arm was broken. Verbal threats were made to the child and to the baby's mother and only four games? Ezekiel Elliott had a case that lasted forever, and then there was also video recording of his ex or whatever at the time saying that she was going to ruin his career, and he got half a season. And you're going to give Tyree Kill with a child's broken arm and verbal threats four games? I hope, I hope that is not reality. I hope that is just fake news because this would be just another perfect example of the league being idiots. That's what they are, idiots. I feel bad for them if they're parents. Because they must suck disciplining their kids too, if this is the case. Tom Brady got suspended four games for deflated footballs. You're going to put a child's health and harm on the same pace as deflated footballs? Are you kidding me? The league, baseball-wise... Suspended Odubo Herrera the rest of the year. 85 games and including the postseason. That is how you discipline. That is how you put the hammer down on someone who's even involved in this case. It doesn't even matter if it's going to prosecution or continuing. If the charge were dropped, whatever. They put the hammer down and he's not even allowed on the field. That is how you discipline this kind of behavior. All that is, is four games, all that is is... A slap on the wrist. Are you kidding me? But what can I say? This is what the league does. Because they like to take the money from people. They don't want to get in their own money-hungry ways. This is why people like Michael Wilbon and other reporters, analysts, complain about the league. Because all they care about is the money. Basketball is a player's league. Baseball is having a power struggle about it being a player's league, but they're starting to let off a little bit. The NFL needs to wake up. Or else you're going to lose fans to basketball and baseball. There's a reason basketball is an international sport. There is a reason baseball is an international sport and why you are falling behind in the international game. Wake up. Learn to put your foot down and show some discipline and show. Starting to go off on a tirade here. I don't want to say too much. I'm going to hold back. But I should just continue saying that the league needs to be more stern in the discipline. And also, I know the CBA is coming up. They're negotiating and things are starting to work out. But this can't go on. Because the players see Tyreek Hill as the example that he's only going to be suspended. Like I said, it could have been just a rumor, but four games. These players, they're not going to care. They're not going to care. 
they're just going to do what they want, knowing, oh, it'll only be like a quarter season. It's not going to be a full entire season. The dis- the league disciplines harder on marijuana, which is now a legal drug. They discipline harder on that than they do any type of abuse. The last time that they were hard on abuse was the Michael Vick incident. And you know what? I'm glad they were. Now, going back to like a flashback to that time, I was a Michael Vick fan. I was a little shocked. I was a little hurt because he was my idol growing up. But you know what? They had to. Because he was harming animals. He was harming the lives of pit bulls. You don't do that. You don't harm innocent life. Same goes for Tyreek Hill. You don't harm an innocent life. No matter how frustrated you get, you don't put your hands in that sense on a child or your significant other. I'm, I, for one, am in agreement with discipline. You need to discipline your kids. You need to be stern with your children. Of course, if it goes too far, you need to stop. It's these times we live in, ladies and gentlemen. It's a very, very weird, very, very weird time we live in. I want to end off the show on a kind of a mellow and a note, kind of giving tribute to those. It's been a very tough week as far as health-wise for a lot of people. I want to send out a rest of peace. I know it's been a week already, but condolences out to the Skaggs family, Tyler Skaggs, who passed away last week in an unfortunate death. I was able to get the details on what the cause of death was. All I heard was when he passed away. I also want to give my uh, support and my heart goes out to Teddy Bruschi, who suffered a second stroke. Growing up, I watched him face off against the Rams in the Super Bowl. Was not a fan of Teddy Bruschi. Hated the Patriots. I hated the Patriots. But still, health is a very, very concerning thing. And I, I, I wish for speedy recovery for Teddy Bruschi. And I hope all goes well. My heart also goes out to the family of Kendrick Norton, the Miami Dolphins lineman who uh, had his arm amputated after a car wreck. It's unfortunate when you see a player suffer when he was looking to make a name for himself and to make an impact on a team. I just hope that he's able to live out his life and even if he can't play football no more, I wish that wish him a full recovery and hope that he can live out his best life and be able to be happy. And even though if it may not be in baseball or f- football, I'm sorry, but <laughs> you're thinking of another player. Um, heart goes out to to him. One more, uh, Carlos Carrasco. Revealed that he's uh, battling leukemia. It's 
cancer's not a joke. I'm not going to speak too into it because it's uh never I've never been in the shoes of someone with leukemia and I've never had anybody who except for my cousin uh she had breast cancer I believe um so it's a very non-playable subject so for Carlos Carrasco the Cleveland Indians my heart and uh my support goes out to you that you can make a speedy recovery and that you can battle this cancer and be able to recover and be able to continue playing baseball. Now, before we go, I wanted to mention the state of the U.S. and not in the sense of politics or society because that's, I am not a political person nor a societal person I have ideas, I'm more open-minded, but I don't like to go into those things because I know politics and society issues are a very touchy subject. But I want to talk about the USA as far as soccer. Now, the Sunday, the women play the Netherlands for the World Cup, the Women's World Cup. The men play Mexico for the Gold Cup. Make sure to watch and support. But uh, all I have to say about the U.S. men's is Move along. You had your chance. You blew it. Give the women's their time to shine. The whole celebrating the mockery thing that they do. I'll talk about that in the next episode. All I gotta say is, let's go USA. That about wraps it up for me, guys. Once again, thank you for following me on this episode of Let's Talk About It. I will be back next week. More sports. More talk. Maybe even a tirade. Who knows? Maybe something will happen crazy that might set me off. Until next time, guys. See ya.